welcome to this episode of The Edge, where we discuss all things leadership and teams, like how to solve complex problems and perform at the highest levels. I'm Jenny Miller, founder at Management Dynamics and team coach, and I'm here with my co-founder and fellow team coach, Alison Grieve. So today we're talking about the high performance mindset. Um, and we're going to talk about two different types of mindsets that you need to think about. Um, in order to get that high performance that, that we want in teams. So first of all, we're going to talk about the leader's mindset, and then we're going to look at what do your team members need to have in terms of a mindset as well. But first, let's start by exploring what do we mean by this word mindset. Ali, what, what, do you, what, what is mindset? Tell us a bit more about it. I know. Well, my mindset is used a lot around here. People talking about fixed mindset, growth mindset. And now here's you and me talking about leaders mindset and team members mindset. So it is good to just share our thinking on what do we mean by mindset? And I think it's really about the sets of beliefs that underpin how we make sense of the world and the people that we interact with. Um, it's influences how we think how we feel and how we behave um, particularly towards others and we need to understand our mindsets because that will shape how we'll interact with each other in a team the way that we'll work um, and our thinking about how we'll shift and adapt to the future so it sounds like it's a really critical part of high performance is these is the way that you believe the world should be or is and, and, and creating a set of beliefs that underpin high performance and therefore drive a different behaviour in yourself and in others. Is that, exactly. that the essence of it? Yeah, basically? and there can, there can be some leaders who do not believe fundamentally in the power of the team. Yeah. And in that sense, they will never, ever be able to unlock the power of the team because they fundamentally can't even see it. Um, and so they'll require a shift in their mindset to know that actually things could be different if the way I think about the power of the team differently. Yes, yeah, so I'm just thinking of a couple of examples where I've, that I've come across with um, leaders that I've worked with in the past where they've just not got it. Yeah. And what they've not got is that idea of a team being more than just the sum of its parts. Yeah, you know, there's something about a multiplier in that. They 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 just can't fathom. They can't get beyond individual performance really, and see collaboration as a nice thing to do because you should, because you know it creates a nice team environment. But they don't really get that actually there's a performance link here. It's more than just creating a nice team environment. It's about actually we can create better results if we tap into this this team stuff, um, yeah. and that's all about mindset. That's a belief. Yeah. That's a belief. That's that's a lack of belief. That the performance can be incrementally improved through team yeah exactly so that's what we need to tap into and you know enable leaders and the individuals within the team to see it and to feel it and to notice it and then shift wherever they currently are in thinking oh you know it is just the sum of the individuals but nothing extra that comes as a result of that group of people working together really effectively yeah. so let's so, explore the the leader's mindset first mm. and then we'll have a look at the, the team members mindsets because both are equally important in this a leader can't do it alone you know the team members can't do it without the leader you know both need to come back together to create this high performing team so let's start with those leaders 
And let's think about, we kind of alluded to it a bit already, but the first one is around shifting the leader's focus, right? So tell, tell us a little bit more about that. Well, I think the leader's focus needs to move very much from seeing, you know, the team members as all individuals and that somehow that makes up the team, all these groups of individuals, to seeing it as a, a team. So moving from me to we and starting to also let go in terms of saying to the team members, you all have an ownership of this process too. It's not just me. And, you know, team is about we, not just me and you as lots of individuals. So I think that's the, the first bit. Um, some leaders also need to get over the fear that they're going to have to put too much work in. So they're willing to put up with the 70 or 80 out of the 20 rule um, just because they're scared that it's too much work. But actually, the price is too great. Um, we know that it's there, both from the outputs, but also from the sense of ownership and feeling that you get being a part of a high performing team. So that's the, the first one. This reminds me of a story we've talked about in a previous podcast, where we talked about the dream team, the basketball yes. team, um, the US Olympic basketball team who were put together in 1992. And they were nicknamed the dream team. So they were a bunch of really high performing individuals they were the best of the best the elite players from all the teams around the country <laughs> pulled together into this amazing team to be sent to the olympics and how to start with they weren't anywhere near a dream team other than in name only um and how it took losing their first game to a you know a bunch of college kids um to really kind of give them the wake-up call that they needed to to work on their dynamics as a team come together and, and so there's a role that the leader can play. In that case, it was the coach, right? But, you know, thinking of yourself as a leader, as coach, you know, what's the role that, that you play in that is helping people to see the need yeah. to help to help them to shift their focus, but it starts with you first. I've got, I've got to see this bunch of people as more than just a bunch of people. I've got to see them as a team. I've got yeah. to see them as that dream team and help them to tap into what's possible here. And also really help them to tap into the vision that you've got, that as individuals, they will be better and will achieve more and will be more satisfied and engaged as a result of being in part of the high performing team. So I think they have to articulate that belief that there is something, there is a potential there that they can all tap into, which is better than just letting these amazing champions on their own do their stuff. Um, and I think teams need reminding of that. First of all, they need the leader to articulate that for them because people don't, don't automatically, it's not been trained into us to think of, of work as, as working in a team necessarily. In fact, if you think about most people's education up until the point at which they get to work, it's all about the individual. Yeah. And then actually probably what's happened up until now is a focus on the individual. So, so there's something about the leader helping to push against pre-existing um, ways of thinking about what work is and helping them to tap into something else yeah. and more yeah. and also thinking about where do you identify the areas of collaboration so where should people work together and where shouldn't they because yeah. just because you're a team doesn't mean say everybody does everything together you see those really young children when they first start learning a team sport and they run around the pitch in a pack 
<laughs> what chasing yeah. the ball <laughs> they're all chasing the ball all together all and then there's no one to yeah. pass it to yeah. at the other side of the pitch and but that's because they haven't learned yeah. really about the interaction and trusting each other to be in the right yeah. place and, and the to different be roles we playing things yeah exactly i and saw another lovely video recently at the, the, the same end with <laughs> 100 kids against i think it's four or five professional footballers you can guess who won yeah. <laughs> it's not about the numbers you can't just throw people at it you know and that's the difference isn't it yeah. so, you, know, you put, put people who work who work together as a team against 100 individuals yeah. and the team will win every time yeah that's <laughs> lovely so the next one is about giving your team permission mm. it's a really important one actually I think it's it's uh, often so overlooked what do we mean by permission? What is the permission that we're giving them? Um, and that this is that it's okay and that we want them to work as a team to collaborate with each other. It's such a common yeah. problem that they don't yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really, really common. And I think there's something about articulating that we want collaboration, that it's really important. People often feel like they're they're kind of wasting time going and having coffee with somebody. Um, and actually those moments are really powerful because that's about building relationships in a team. Or, you know, they don't feel like they've got time to think about team objectives as well as their own individual objectives. Saying to them, actually, it's more than just permission. It's like, I expect you to be thinking about these, these team results are just as important as your individual objectives. And if you don't overcome this problem, I think this is something that's really going to stop you from ever getting to high performance. Yeah. So helping people to tap into that idea of, um, we, you know, collaboration is something we must have it's it's the bit difference that's going to make the difference yeah to this team and I've seen some leaders do that beautifully where they'll say to people in the team who come asking for help or guidance or expecting the leader to come up with a solution who then say have you spoken to this and this person go and work with them first I'm not going to listen to you alone you need to work it out with these other people mm -hmm. um, and so refusing to step into those old patterns of I'll sort it all out mm. and really holding them accountable. Yeah. That's, that's really what it has to be about is I'm going to hold you accountable as the leader of this team that we all feel ownership, accountability for the team performance, the team results. Um, and then everybody starts to be a scout. They're all starting to look out for what's changing, what's adjusting, what's happening. And then they inform the team and, you know, they all work on it together. And what I see in OK teams, right, it can even be a good team, is that the accountability for high performance sits on the shoulders of a, of a leader yeah. alone. That's a really lonely place for a leader it to is. be. And it feels like that feels like a heavy weight on their shoulders. Yeah. And actually, you know, it's, it's hard to sustain that for very long. And that's when they go on holiday and they're still you know, called and contacted. Still doing you know, their emails every like day. They can get because... Yeah, the, the, the kind of the assumption is if they go on holiday, productivity is going to drop because they're the one who's holding it all together. And that's not high performance. They get glimpses of high performance. But if you can't sustain high performance in the absence of the leader, that team is not truly high performing. So there's a piece there around the leader holding the team mutually accountable with them because they're just another team member as well, remember, for the performance of the team. Yeah. So that's about being... Um, involved in the creation of that high performing team um, in, involved in understanding what's in it for them personally mm -hmm. you know and talking to the team regularly about high performing team and how important it is and the benefits they'll get from it you need to keep on having these conversations especially when new team members join and others go 
so it's, it's being part of that together I yeah. think that's really really crucial isn't it yeah absolutely and you know you can't do things to a team it has to be done with the team yeah. they're, they're definitely all in the way together and I think the other thing with leaders is sometimes they're scared of well what will I do you know if I'm, I'm making myself redundant am I making myself yeah. redundant yeah. I can go on holiday how do I demonstrate my own worth if I'm not really really busy and people aren't contacting me when I'm on holiday yeah absolutely yeah, they didn't yeah. even miss me and the world yeah. went smoothly um, what am I going to do? And that's where you go, well, isn't it great? I mean, the idea is not that you're completely redundant no. forever. If you're a great, empowering, engaging leader, like we we're discussing of high performing teams, you're challenging the team, you're guiding them, you're helping inspire them to look at the next level that yeah. they could achieve together um, and helping to remove roadblocks and all of those kind of things. So there's plenty to be done for a high performing team yeah absolutely yeah. um i think the other thing is uh, you talked about you know um high performing team is not something you can do to a team no and so i think if, if as a leader you are feeling that strong resistance to this stuff um and they're still not buying into you know even after you've talked about the benefits and you know try to convince them of this this process and how wonderful it is you know if they're still not buying into it then you just shouldn't continue it's not it's like it's gonna be like pushing water uphill um so you can't do this to a team you've got to you've got to do with it it's got to be a partnership and they need to be really fully engaged and committed to developing as a team in order for it to to work so then it's about thinking well, what's getting in the way what, what's getting this team stuck what 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 is the objection that they're raising or not raising that we need to overcome in order to get them brought into this idea of high performance and it's i bet you it's probably about that worry about effort and, I think and, and so. time usually it is right so it's yeah. going to be more work yeah high performance I'm already working so hard I can't do any more which yeah. is fair enough right most people are working mm. really really hard to just perform on their own the idea of having to work with other people and most people assume that when you say to them let's collaborate more that you mean more meetings yeah and often that's that's probably a, an outcome uh but that's not what we're talking about when we're talking about high performance it's you know, actually, you should just be using the meetings you've already got to work smarter rather than harder. And yeah, I'm just thinking about a team um, I was talking to last week and the relief on their faces when they realised that actually I was challenging them to think about how they could do things differently together and share stuff so they could go on holiday and not have to come back to a pile of stuff afterwards. Yeah. And they were like, well, we've never worked like that. And I said, well, what's the problem in that? I mean, just because you've never done something doesn't mean to say there's a law that says you can't do it now. But wouldn't you like to be able to go on holiday and not come back to too much? And they were like, yeah, but how do we do that for the people who are here? I said, well, that's because you're going to think about how you can do it differently. Use the innovative creativity of the whole group to think about how you can cover for each other. Mm. Um, and it was wonderful to watch. It really was. Yeah, yeah. And I think the role of the leader there is to provide some real clarity yeah. about what's truly important for the team and for the individuals and help them all be able to articulate it. Yes, absolutely. Mm. 
And then another big part of the role of the leader is about clarity, isn't it? It's about creating clarity for the team. And this has many, many different layers to it. So there's clarity of expectations, clarity of purpose, clarity of results and how they're measured. There's clarity of behaviours, clarity of routine, clarity, clarity, clarity. Right. You're gonna, you're gonna yeah, well, let's just get clear, right? <laughs> so I, we think it's one of the greatest gifts that you can give your team members, actually, is, is clarity on, on what, of whatever it is that you're, you're, you're talking about here. You know, first of all, yes, of course, individual team members need to be really clear about their objectives, but that's usually where it stops in most teams. So, you know, and, and that's usually enough and the organisation kind of, they reward that. People are in, rewarded on their individual uh, performance. Yeah. yeah. But actually, if you really want to step into this, you know, high-performing team space, then you need to be thinking about that clarity at team level. We see so many leadership teams who are so siloed. It's usually it's the number one problem that comes up in leadership teams, isn't it? Yeah. Functional leaders, all of which have their own uh, teams that they lead, and often some really big teams as well, you know, thousands of people. And they now come together as a leadership team, and they're kind of like, well, I don't really see why. What do we do in this leadership team? What's the purpose of kind of coming together beyond just leading the business? You know, that's kind of not enough. It's a big relief yeah. for them. And so... Get creating clarity of that purpose of why that team exists and what it is accountable to delivering. So this is the reason and results piece of our edge dynamics. Really, really crucial to helping yeah. the team to perform. And what can be really surprising to me is how many of those leaders who run huge chunks of businesses don't feel they've got the permission to talk about another bit of the business mm, yeah. they go oh that's not my area yeah. you know I don't want to step on their toes yeah. so they can be very territorial um or make assumptions about territory as well yes and I think it's often that's, assumption yeah actually. and that's the role of the leader to you know the president or the VP or the country manager or whoever it is to clear those assumptions away and to say no we're working as a team and we're all mutually accountable for marketing in business not all just as the, the chief marketing officer but everybody in this leadership team is accountable for the marketing of this organization so we yeah. each have the right to say to something. say yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely and I think also the idea is that it's not static I mean we talk about you know the dynamic nature of teams and you know the dynamic nature of the world that we're in as well so we have to continuously keep developing and the team needs to continuously develop. So it's not a one-off event. It's not a one-day team building session or a tick-in-the-box exercise. It's long-term focusing on what's really necessary for the team, developing them as individuals, but as a group, collective. This is one of the mindsets time. that I find pops up a lot as well. Mm. So in, in, in leaders is, well, the opposite of this. So seeing leadership, uh, seeing team development as something they can just do once or twice a year. Yeah, they often call it a away day or a team building day. Um, and it's in isolation of the day to day. It's not, it's extra. It's often off site, you know, it's, it's brilliant for, for these, these things. But the nature of that means that it's seen as separate. Actually, where you're going to have the biggest difference is focusing on team day to day, every day. Like, what are your routines like? How are they supporting the development of this team? What are the relationships like? What are you doing to build those relationships every single day? And so on. Yeah. So they yeah. focus so much on their operational day-to-day -day stuff as well, you know, aside from their mm. once a year or twice a year away days. 
you know, it's all about the what they're doing and the ticking over of the the day to day operation of the business, and very little on how they're interacting and their own dynamics. So or even can, why they're doing it as well. Or why they're doing some themselves of that could be yeah, could yeah. Be powerful. So really getting that mindset shift that you mentioned, Jenny, um, is critical there. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing here is that we often, well, we sometimes come across this where leaders talk about not being able to create a high-performing team because the culture of the organisation doesn't <laughs> allow it, or the team that they're a part of with their boss yeah. is not high-performing, it's really dysfunctional. Yes, yes, the lovely leadership concept that we talk about a lot. And so they're, they're, they think that they're pushing up against something that, that means that it, it's not possible. Yeah. I had a conversation with a team last week about exactly that. They were saying that the organization didn't allow for a high performing team, that it was it was too um constraining for a high performing team to really flourish. Yeah. But then it's the quite the question is well, what is high performing in that context? Yeah. Right. So, you know, even if it's a challenging context, and a lot of teams have challenges, maybe all teams have a challenge of some sort. Um, but I would say that that means high performance is even more important in that challenging context and 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 then performance is relative right what can a, a team achieve in that context and how can it start to shift yeah. and push against the culture that it's experiencing or the issues that it's experiencing to create something better and one team i was working with recently we're talking about how their own team culture didn't mirror the rest of the organization and they're really proud of their team and love it and they love the leader and um but they were saying how different it was that it stands out from the rest of the organization and they also recognize that the leader takes a huge role in protecting them from some of the systemic uh, constraints Um, so that's where the leader in their particular role can step up to say okay I know there's some situations here but I'll manage those that's my I'm job things differently and I'm not going to be like the rest because yeah. you deserve to be a high performing team and I know you're all capable of it so let's go guys mm-hmm. and yeah it's lovely I think that really leads really nicely into the, into the next one which is about not settling mm. for average you know, I quite a lot of leaders that um, when we first start working with them are probably okay with average and mediocrity. And actually, all you're doing when you settle for average is enabling a potential lack of motivation or <laughs> lower engagement or yeah. the likelihood of losing your key people. You know, it's it might be okay, but is that okay? Is it okay just to be okay? You know, I, I think there's more to be had than average less right <laughs> there's so much more yeah. to be had than just yeah. being okay yeah um yeah and that's when you when teams kind of talk to us about just keeping their head above water or just holding on by their fingernails and actually it feels so tenuous and it feels like it could break at any moment if if one more thing happened that they weren't expecting it just tipped them over the edge and that would be it and would come crashing down and so you know striving for high performance is about stepping out of that and yeah. stepping into something much more sustainable and, and solid yeah which leads you to sometimes teams saying so now is not a good time <laughs> yeah we're all exhausted we can barely function we're just hanging we in just there. need to wait until things settle yeah, down a average bit. Yeah. we'll wait till some new people join yeah. or whatever it might be 
Um, and the reality is that now is the best time. <laughs> well, there's never a good time is the first thing we'll say because teams are dynamic and they're always changing. And so you wait never. for things to settle down and you'll be waiting a long time because, you know, most most teams don't have that luxury ever. Yeah. yeah. Or if they no, do, it's not for long. So There's no utopia moment. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, we, we, would, we would argue, get on with it, start, you know, because it's an ongoing process. It's part of your day to day. So making it part of your day-to-day means that even when new people join, they're integrated into this high-performing high team process really quickly. And, and so they get up to speed you know, really fast and they're set up for success and, and the rest of the team integrate them in beautifully and it, it, it kind of carries on, doesn't it? Well, then they can start to anticipate the changes as well and they can start to adapt to things before it hits them and start to build some resilience yeah. so um yeah they should get rid of those excuses and just get <laughs> on with it. um and then the last one around the leadership mindset is being self-aware mm. so knowing what or noticing what impact we always have an impact as a leader positive or negative on our teams i, I don't know if you ever you've ever noticed this but how aware team members are of the mood of their leader so if I go to a team, I walk in and I say, what mood is your leader in today? They'll tell you and they'll know whether it's good, bad or ugly. And they don't need the leader to speak. They don't. They don't just by the vibe or the email that they've had that morning. They'll tell them and they'll, you know, they'll know spot on. They're very aware. They're hyper aware of what's going on with their leader. And so being aware yourself as the leader that the impact that your mood, for example, can have on the team um or some of the actions that you're taking and the impact that can have on their performance as a team and we talk about whether you you are a um an interference or an accelerator <laughs> in your team and there's many many interferences and accelerators by the way in teams not just the leader but the leader is a really crucial one and so how are you minimizing the interferences and maximizing the accelerators in terms of your own behaviors yeah towards the team so it's really really important isn't it so that's a lot on the leader's mindset. Yeah. But what about the team member's mindset? So, yeah, what's essential there, Jenny? I think the, um, the there's a couple of things that are really crucial, first of all. Um, and that, that so kind of the first shift, which is where we started the leaders, actually, if you remember, mm. is shifting your focus and moving from me to we. Yeah. So how does the leader help individual team members to do that? But also how do te- team members themselves start to shift their own focus yeah. and I talk about um, raising your sights 30 degrees so if you think about it when you're sitting at your laptop you're 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 looking down usually at your yeah. keyboard and at your screen um, on a day-to-day basis doing your work right whether that's the work of leading your own team or doing something within the team whatever it is you're working on your own stuff and being part of a team means that you need to raise your sights 30 degrees so now you're looking straight ahead rather than down and you're looking side by side you're looking at your peripheral vision at people beside you your peers who are working alongside you in this team and noticing what's going on with them as well as what's going on with you so you're now shifted your focus from just me looking at my own individual work to we us as a group yeah. how's the person sitting next to me doing today what's their vibe like not just this leader but you know, you know or me what's the what's the vibe of the person sitting next to me how are they doing are they okay do they need support today? What are they working on? You know, and, and, and what's our collective accountabilities there as well? So I think that's important. The first one there is my, the team's work is as important as my own individual work. There's an equality there. 
yeah. it's not this team stuff's not an added extra I do when I've got time this is as important as my own individual work and secondly I'm accountable and responsible for the whole team as much as my leader is yeah so I'm, I'm taking on that accountability I think that's really really crucial that's a big step it's a it? massive and these are not easy things to implement a team by the way so I'm not, we're not yeah. saying that it's it's simple and straightforward and it, it takes a bit of work to get there yeah because many team members will go oh yeah I don't get paid for being responsible for the whole team I'm just a team member so how come I'm you know going to step up that's the leader's job so it is a big shift yeah. in the mindset yeah exactly yeah. and of course in order to get there they need to, we talked about with the leader, about the leader needing, not, can't be doing this alone. Team members need to buy into that idea of high performance. So the first thing that they need to be thinking about is, um, why are we doing this? What's in it for me? Yeah. And so helping team members to think about and answer that question for themselves. It's got to be from their perspective, not a, not a generic thing. They've yeah. got to see some benefit in that. Yeah, because actually up until now, they might be very successful and been rewarded for it, probably possibly quite handsomely for their individual performance. So what's going to be different here? Yeah. And what's in it really for them? You know, they need to see themselves as being able to grow and develop and their work will be easier somehow and more fun and, you know, achieve even more results. So, you know, that they need to buy into that higher level of performance um, as well as being feeling really accountable um for the whole team um and as a result of feeling accountable for the whole team feeling that they're able to go and challenge each other and have valid views that they can share and that can be a bit scary when you say well this is my area of responsibility how come I'm now coming and telling you about what's going on in your job you know mm -hmm. I'm not marketing and now I'm coming up with marketing inputs um so getting that discussion going um, is really critical and feeling accountable that what you're doing is in aid of the we rather than this is benefiting me and you know if you're if you're looking for what you will see in a team when it is high performing that's different from just an okay or a mediocre team in terms of that accountability piece in an okay team or a mediocre team what you'll see is um, when there's an issue in a team Team members will go to the leader and go, leader, there's an issue here. Can you help me sort it out? And the leader will probably try and help me sort them out. Um, <laughs> but in a high-performing team, team members sort it out for themselves. Or they at least attempt to. Yeah. So they'll make every effort to say it's a relationship issue with another team member, to go and talk to that team member first before going to the boss. So it's a very adult-to-adult -adult relationship rather than a child-to-parent relationship, which is what we see happening most of all yeah. in, in mediocre teams. Well, they feel empowered, don't they, to go and do that. Um, they also, I think, act, as we often talk about it, acting as kind of radar. So they're monitoring what's going on within the team, but also outside the team too. Um, so they're looking at shifts in the different contexts that's operating and can bring in new information to the whole team. So they're not just looking after their own little patch, they're looking after what could impact the whole team and bringing that news in or information in so that it can create potential opportunities, different um, ways for the team to improve their efficiency. Um, and they're continuously scanning and they know that everybody's doing that, which is a huge, powerful thing because 
for the leader. Normally, that's big their relief job. for the leader actually, because they can only pay attention to so much, and they they haven't got the same is the ground necessarily as their team members do. No. So, so just as the leader has a different perspective, so do team members, and they're yeah. connected to different parts of the business maybe than the leader is. Yeah. And so if everybody's playing that role of being a radar. And not just the leader. It's like a multiplier. Again, that multiplier effect coming it's in. It's a huge game. multiplier effect. And a big bandwidth of scanning that's going yeah. on. Yeah. And I think the final thing is around team mindset is being courageous. Mm. So it does take it takes a bit of effort to get into high performance. It's not easy. It takes time, effort, courage in, in particular to take the team um to that kind of edge of their performance and, and kind of stepping into something new and different and stepping into maybe out of their comfort zone as well yeah in terms of what they're yeah, probably what's kept them relatively comfortable for now and encouraged to be brave and and creating an environment of safety where everyone knows the team's just having a go and we're just we're going to see what happens we're going to experiment and have this kind of experimentation mindset so i think courage is a really important one for team members and creating for you as a leader to kind of create the, the conditions where that courage is is rewarded yeah and I think you know they're they're looking for ways as well to continuously build on where they are um so having that courage to not get stuck too yeah. um and to challenge each other to move forward but also you know we talked about bringing new information working with stakeholders you know and keeping the team on that ongoing journey of team development um so that they get to their edge so that brings us to the end of this podcast thank you for joining us i hope you've enjoyed hearing about mindset about the leader's mindset and also team members mindsets that, that are needed in order to create this high performance thing that we talk about so often. So we will see you again next time. Thank you.